Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is October 30th, 2020. The Coconuts Podcast is your home for top trending news and pop culture from all across Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Samali. And I'm Bim Shanmugam. What's up, Bim? What's up? What's up? <laughs> surviving, surviving another week. Surviving. Yeah, I feel like that's our normal answer, you know, like by each week. It's like, eh, okay, just just barely alive. Not bad. Just making it. Mm-hmm. Just, just making little. it just making it you have the corpse you know a little bit animated still that's fine <laughs> but it's so it, it's so funny because like um it's november it's almost november like oh, in a day why would you say that no i'm like thinking about you know um the impermanence of life <laughs> oh oh took a twist took a twist what the hell november <laughs> shit right like we've all been like in hibernation i feel like we're all like bears this year like mm-hmm. we've all been inside for months and months and months and please please let the weather change so we can come out <laughs> yeah and it's like we also don't have four seasons here so it's just like same old same old today is yesterday yesterday was last week last week was whenever remember that day it was sunny oh same as today oh, g- crap you're yeah, telling I mean, me that was it- april ah! <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, let's let's hope. Uh, let's hope things change quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Advertise with our in-house agency, Grove. Fast, funny, digital. Join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Get in touch via coconuts.co/grove. And our top stories for the week, we start off in Jakarta where an Indonesian man was filmed tricking two boys into blowing condoms like balloons. Let me go on record again to say this is fucked up. Oh, man. Yeah, of course, this dude has like triggered outrage in the entire country after he filmed himself giving two young boys condoms to play with, a video of which has been widely circulated on social media. And yet in the video, the man called the two boys and asked them if they wanted balloons. And instead of giving them two deflated balloons, he handed them a condom each. And then the boys just, you know, tear open the plastic wrap using the teeth and proceeded to blow the condoms thinking they were balloons. And this guy, this sick fuck, if I may, um, he goes on to say like, oh, pull it, pull it, keep on blowing it. The man said um, amidst giggles. And yeah, this man is hardly a person, I would say. But yeah, he's just like guiding them throughout the whole thing, which is like, 40 levels of fucked up, if I may. And yeah, the boys just appear to be oblivious throughout the whole thing. And there's little information about, there's little to no information about the video so far, except that it's been circulating on community accounts such as uh, the handle Mana Berita, which uploaded the clip. And yeah, most people in the comment section have rightfully condemned the man and wish official punishment upon him. Same. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's, uh, we've found this sort of, I don't want to say phenomenon, but like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a phenomenon. Like there's mm. been all these like adults kind of like abusing kids in these like sort of semi sexual, uh, or I guess like getting them to do like these sexual acts, if you may, mm. um, and playing around. Like what's, what's the, like, what's the takeaway here? I mean, besides like kind of bullying them and, you know, obviously like, uh, in this case, oof, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to call this yeah and he was filming himself so it's like is he here to you know spark outrage because you did that but you know fuck you go get therapy oh gosh yeah more than that i mean i think those kids are gonna need therapy yeah it's real sad let's hope the cops come down on him Mm -hmm. well from indonesia um we go to malaysia where um do you love um black pink my friend 
Oh my god, y'all y'all gonna hate me and we're gonna get like four billion like hate comments, but Oh no. I mean I mean controversial? Hey, <gasps> yes, like we're gonna get hate comments. That's what I'm trying to tell you, it's like I'm not really with the K-pop, you know. Um, oh. I think they're catchy as hell. They can dance very well. They're all hot as shit. But I don't know. It's just not my thing. And there's a personal opinion. People can like different things, Vim. Oh, no. Summer's hot take. Oh, Devastating. my God. Devastating news. <laughs> well, if you don't like Blackpink, Summer, I've got a new girl band for you because a Malaysian girl group called Dola. Dola make you wanna. They've unfortunately been called out because there are similarities with K-pop's Blackpink. They do claim that it's just a coincidence, but if you watch some of their videos, very, very similar. So Malaysian girl group Dala address some of the critics who have been accusing them of ripping off dance styles, music, fashion choices uh, from Blackpink. Um, they had to come out in a press conference to actually say that they're not actually copying them, but it's just a plain coincidence and they're trying to create their own identity. But, you know, it's quite similar if you watch some of their music videos. But then again, I just have to go on record in saying that, like, aren't, like, most... Girl bands kind of similar. <gasps> Is that and even more And that's how we're going to get like more hate messages, Vim. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But absolutely, yeah, I, I don't know what you think of this. Because it's like, you know, K-pop is a genre. It is hot dance moves, sick vocals, mm. and like catchy music. So it's like, there is a formula, I would say. But I, I can't be the absolute judge on like who's copying who or... Yeah, how do they differentiate themselves? Where are the rules? I'm going to get more hate. Sorry. <laughs> So what a lot of people don't realize is that Blackpink actually were kind of a manufactured group. Um, they have a new documentary out on Netflix called Light Up the Sky, which really sort of delves into how the girl band was made. And, you know, like, I guess, like, you know, learning similar dance moves, having similar kind of looks and fashion. Um, I think it's kind of, you know, it translates to all countries and uh, regions. And, you know, I think, that's why, you know, there might be some similarities. But then again, like, isn't it all just coming from um, all of them just being girl bands? Oof. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> I, am, I am a blink. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm innocent in this. I'm innocent okay. in this summer. Fine. <laughs> and yeah, just to switch gears a bit, we move on to Singapore where great defecations poop to the classics in Singapore's literature toilets. And yeah, ooh, this news will have you feeling some type of way because um, have you ever felt like, you know, you're unable to catch up on your reads while on the go? Because <laughs> as everybody knows, books were invented to give people something to do on the toilet and now they can do so hands-free thanks to the new Audible Portable Toilets coming to Singapore for a limited time. But yeah, you can listen to books while doing your business when audiobook service Storytel brings to town its literature public toilet project, which lets, <laughs> which lets users listen to audiobooks while going number one or number two, or if you're like me, number three, you are over there screaming, holy shit. <laughs> Call me Ishmael. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely having little... But yeah, the cubicles are headed to places including outdoor events, exhibitions and shopping malls. Uh, though no date has been announced for when they'll hit public spaces. So 
yeah, um, take a shit and, you know, read a damn book. No, sorry, have a book read to you while you're on the can. Um, technology is just wonderful for us all, you know, as a species. What do you think, Vim? Well, I guess to give people who are listening, like, a picture, it's kind of like a potter potty, right? Like, a, mm. like and, and you, <laughs> I guess you go in and it's, like, themed according to yep. um, the story that you're being told. Um, well, I would like to be in the Dracula Porter um, potty because wouldn't that just be like a horror story horror story in the toilet horror story as you listen yeah man and like if you just walk in you know and somebody didn't flush that's the whole horror story right there like even if Dracula's playing don't know which one's scarier but okay oh no that that would suck mm-hmm as you know we checked in with our Bangkok team last week there have been a bunch of protests across Bangkok and the German embassy has actually put out a message to tell protesters, no Hitler mustaches, no Nazi costumes. Please avoid any symbol or salutation used during the Nazi era. Whoever sees someone do that, stop them. Uh, the message was sent out via telegram and basically they're trying to say no Nazi salutes and nothing to do with, uh, you know, flying Nazi flags or having swastika patterned shirts. Um, I think because part of it also is that, like, um, one of the, I guess, salutes or, um, yeah, I guess salutes, you could call it salutes, mm. uh, by the protesters is the um, Hunger Games three-finger salute, mm -hmm. which I think some people have taken out of context and, you know, maybe even, like, uh, without knowing or maybe even with knowing, hopefully not, uh, done the Nazi salute. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit controversial. So the German mess, the German embassy has come out and said, please don't do that. That's uh, awful. So, yeah, um, yeah, a little, a little crazy. Yeah. And it's like nice to see it. Cause it's actually like, you know, just knowing that Germany is embarrassed of their <clears throat> past and yeah, they're banning all these hate symbols, like even in the country itself, but you know, as opposed to like, you know, symbol symbols of the KKK or whatever, still running rampant and like, you know, the Confederate flag and shit still not banned in America. It's like, it's nice to see guidelines, you know, to guide the people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope uh, the protests, you know, there's some resolution that's reached whichever side you're on and, you know, people can go back to leading their lives in a safer, more, um, I guess with, with uh, more benefits in their life that they want. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we move over to Manila, where Pinoys are wowed by photographers, creative fashion shoots using everyday objects, and you really have to see the pictures, because damn! Bea, a 21-year-old aspiring photographer, has inspired Filipinos with his DIY home fashion shoots, where he uses like cheap and easily available props. So Alfred Asenas, a college student from Isabela province, attracted the public's attention and his inspiration photographer BJ Pascal, where several of his images went viral. So in the photos, Asana's nieces uses objects such as a Christmas tree, fruits, flowers, and even a hen. And yeah, he even told uh, Coconuts Manila in an interview that the images are his way of expressing his creativity. You, you just got, really got to see these pics. They are, they are quite funny. Like he's right? used like just everyday things, right? Like there's a chicken. I love the mm -hmm. chicken photo where like <laughs> he has like feathers on this lady with a mm -hmm. chicken in shot. And it's, I think it's because the, 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 sh the photo itself looks amazing. But mm -hmm. I think the backdrop that you don't see is quite unglamorous. It's beautiful. So the, <laughs> the way he's like pulled out these like amazing photos um, is really, really quite cool. So you don't need a DSLR. <laughs> you, got, you just, you just got to have a brain and 
as they say, it's not how good the camera is, it's how good the person holds the camera. True that. Boom. <laughs> well, in this uh, horrible time, unfortunately, a lot of airlines are not doing well. And earlier this year, Thai Airways actually like declared bankruptcy. Um, so to sort of raise some sales, Thai Airways has turned their life vest into fashion-forward bags. <laughs> We just, we just, I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta look at them to, to kind of appreciate them. But um, mm-hmm. basically, the life vest and emergency slides in uh, airplanes, you know, the stuff like underneath your mm-hmm. seat, um, they've kind of upcycled them um, mm-hmm. into kind of fancy, chic bags. So you can get them in different colors, yellow, gray, black. And uh, they're kind of like, um, I don't want to say they're like fanny packs, but they're kind of like those fancy, like, I guess, like body, like small little body bag. Well, I don't want to say body bag. (laughs) Faux pas. (laughs) One of those like little pouch thingies that you can kind of like put on the front of your body, I guess. Like, you know, so and this also like, you know, carry um, sort of like uh, handbags and and envelope bags and whatnot so there's a whole variety of them but but yeah it's basically like the stuff that they've had from the airplane my question is mm. what happens when things get better and all the airlines have to fly again and you don't have life vests do they gotta <laughs> dismantle the tote bags they're like everybody put on a tote bag yeah it's like sorry guys uh your bag is now the only way you can live but i <laughs> but- love it it's like you know like um i mean companies like ikea and starbucks they have actually done this and mm. of course, there are beautiful knockoffs at Chuck Chuck, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to trust. Uh, I mean, anything with Thai fashion, I trust mm. because that's Same like too. super fashion. So uh, mm-hmm. if they're doing it, it's probably they're doing, it, doing it right. Yeah, all the cool kids are in there, you know. All the cool kids. Uh-huh. And yeah, over in Hong Kong. So this feature is a piece done by our Coconuts Hong Kong editor, Hilary Leong. And yeah. Um, it's about a Hong Kong Instagram page that has been posting creepily taken shots of women and how it's a reflection of the city's patriarchal society. And yeah, this is all centered around, you know, the account under the handle Street Style Hong Kong. And yeah, at first mm-hmm. glance, you would think it's an amateur fashion photography page. And for a moment, you might be even amused, like if you were featured by it. So yeah, more than 1,300 photos, including of um, this person who spoke to Coconuts Hong Kong. Uh, her name is G were posted on a Patreon page for a monthly subscription fee of US $5. And holy shit, I wouldn't know how to feel if, you know, this happened to me because this shit's taken without my consent and you are profiting mm-hmm. off of it to a bunch of perverts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we I mean, spoke I... to her for a little bit and yeah, she said, I just feel like this is quite wrong and it's just not very comfortable. So during the course of this story's reporting, Patreon actually removed the account after Coconut's email to ask if it violates any community guidelines. And, you know, mm. um, the human moral code, I don't know. But yeah, it confirmed later that the account had been deleted, but declined to elaborate. And shortly after it was removed, and as Coconuts was reaching out to the owner over Instagram, all the photos on the Instagram account were taken down and a new line was added to its bio. Stay tuned or come back soon. You sick fucks! Uh, I mean, I, there's, a few, there's a few layers to this, right? One is obviously like, yeah, please, uh, there's no consent. If you want to take photos of women or people of any sort, like you should be asking permission first. Yeah, absolutely. Like privacy is so freaking important. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's real sad that, you know, 
Street Style Hong Kong is not the only Hong Kong-based Instagram page that shares unsolicited photos of women as well. And at least half a dozen of such accounts exist, but Street Style Hong Kong, which had over 3,520 followers since posting its first pictures almost four years ago. Holy shit. Yeah, it was, by our research, uh, the largest. And yeah, the photos, most of them taken in Central, didn't attract many comments, but when they did, they were very shallow at best and crude and sexually aggressive at worst. You know, like, you get comments like, I want to penetrate her from behind. On a oh dear. photo, yeah, on a photo of a woman in a modest knee-length mustard yellow dress, and it's just like you know, no matter what the hell you're wearing, you should not be you know subjected to comments like these, and it's just real fucked up. Hmm. And I think that this is um, this also speaks to the bigger issue that you know in Hong Kong, uh, it's a very unequal society when it comes to men and women, mm. and. You know, I think there's a there's a bigger story that obviously Hillary has covered, and we definitely encourage like readers to listeners and readers to check it out. Yep. But hopefully, um, you know, these kinds of sites are these kinds of sites and accounts are taken down, and you know, it's it's just not cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like social media is in many ways a reflection of society, and you know, the use of online platforms to share unsolicited pictures of women is like, I don't know. It's just like, do we actually need more technology? Is technology doing us as a society any more good? And you know, with the whole like Me Too movement and stuff, it's, whew, it's a whole thing. Just gotta go read the feature by Hillary. It's, whew. yeah, it's intense, but it also like sheds a lot of light, a lot of asks a lot of hard questions, mm. and yeah, I think it's a it's a very important read, and I definitely like recommend our listeners and readers to check it out. Mm-hmm. And our final story, we go to Bali, where it's Komodo Dragon versus Truck. Round one, fight. Oh. So, um, park officials have announced a temporary closure of a park because there was a standoff between a truck and a giant Komodo Dragon. Officials from the Komodo National Park have partially closed one section of the park because there was a photo circulating that went super viral of a Komodo dragon facing a truck, basically standing off Jurassic Park style. Yeah, it's unclear when the photo was taken, but basically just shows a very sort of, unfortunately, like deforested area. um, And you have this like lonely Komodo dragon just walking and you see this truck with, you know, um, all these trees on it. And, and because of the photo, people are now, uh, you know, writing comments and they've started a hashtag called Save Komodo um, that's been trending and really just uh, um, get more awareness to this area. And so the Komodo National Park is actually a UNESCO heritage site, a world heritage mm-hmm. site uh, since 1991. And um, as you know, Komodo dragons are endangered. Uh, they are largely in Komodo. But I think you can find them in some of the other Indonesian islands as well. But yeah, so I think activists and local residents are now uh, hoping to make sure that um, there aren't like any uh, controversial plans for uh, new projects or um, yeah, anything that wrecks nature over there that kind of affects the Komodo dragons. So hopefully um, everything goes well. But hey, as you know, as they say in Jurassic Park, life... uh finds a way cool 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 is this do we know if this komodo dragon is using this freaking picture of him against like this giant truck as his like i don't know tinder profile picture because like he could get a lot of swipes with this 
<laughs> it's so yeah. good this photo like it's like accurate commentary on like how you know life is going yeah yeah totally i mean yeah and and i mean it, it's actually a huge uh pretty huge uh kubota dragon it's probably like 10 yeah. feet it's, it's an absolute feet. unit yeah <laughs> and i'll guess for this week oh my gosh i'm so excited but yeah you might know her she's a drag queen uh she was on drag race thailand she owns the House of Heels in Bangkok. She's an oh, activist. Boy. I'm just reading from her Instagram bio, as I always do. But yeah, she's Pangina Heels. Ah, you might also know her as Pan Pan, and we love her so much. But yeah, she's on our show today, and we talked to her a little bit about, as usual, the elephant in the room, all the protests that's been happening over the week, as well as what she's been up to the past few days. And yeah. Hi, well, my name is Penjana Heels. Um, I am a drag queen by profession. I am half Thai, half Taiwanese, and I owned a drag club slash show bar called the House of Heels. Woo! And I see, you know, just just because I always steal people's Instagram bios, you are an yeah. activist as well. Could you well, tell yes, us more? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. Could you tell us uh, what makes somebody an activist? So that's um, that's a very complicated term. Mm. Um, because when I'm when the way that I see myself as an activist, I see myself as someone who um, shows light on things that I don't think is fair and mm. um, shedding light and, you know, being visible. Visibility is a part of um, activism. And mm -hmm. the fact that I talk a lot about how I feel using the platform that I have, whether I am the host of, uh, you know, Drag Race Thailand or doing what I do. Um, speaking out means that I can use my voice to make the world better or to help mm -hmm. cause change. And I think that is an activism in its own right, because the personal is the political. If you can change the circle around you and it ripples out like water into the bigger picture, I feel like we can um, make a change. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, of course, I just have to address the elephant in the room. Um, yeah, all these protests, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last week, we checked in with our editors in Bangkok and yeah. uh, to see, you know, what's different about the protest this time, because they've been covering it for years now. And yeah. yeah, could you tell us what's different about the protest this time, in your opinion? Well, first of all, we've never seen a, a, this kind of, you know, uh, a, a nationwide uh, protests where all the students are like a huge part of this protest. They're, they're basically the next generation that's going to shape the country. And it's basically an uproar where there is um, an equal treatment um, mm -hmm. in what's going on. And honestly, like it just doesn't feel like we live in a country that has democracy anymore because I think the right to free press is very important. The right to free speech is very important and the right to have um, a peaceful protest is so important. And I'm just done being afraid to say how I feel because it's so rooted in, you know, whether it's our education, whether it's how we're taught to just be afraid or not say anything because you don't want to, you know, rock any, you know, rock the, rock the boat or ruffle any feathers. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm just tired of being afraid. Mm. I see. And of course, like, um, just as an ignorant Singaporean as I am, uh, no yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know you guys have these like less majest laws, but 
uh, I think one point that was brought up that was different about the protest this time was also that, you know, there's actually open dissent about <clears throat> the people in power in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And yeah, how do you feel about that? You know, like, does it feel like something we can come back from in that, you know, these laws are still going to be, people are going to be prosecuted under these laws still? Well, honestly, uh, there's so many sides, even within the side that's protesting against the government. Some people, um, you know, would like to still have the same system in, in terms of the mo monarchy. Some people do not. Um, so I do not wish to comment that because I'm just one person within this whole protest, mm -hmm. within this generation. But I do believe that no one should be above the law. And I feel like w lots of the students that are trying to speak out, they're basically not abolishing the, not requesting to abolish the monarchy, but basically reformation. Um, and, you know, trying to have an open discussion where um, we try to make the system better so that people do not benefit from it in ways that is not um, humanly justified. Mm. I see. And yeah, just in Thailand, you guys uh, seem to have a trend of, you know, co-opting popular culture, according to our editors in Bangkok. Like you've got the Harry Harry Potter protests and then there was like the there's the three finger salute from uh, Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Love yeah. it. But yeah. So, so basically it's like our hidden language, honestly, mm. like the young generation has a way of protesting. It's like a drag queen's reading culture where the people within the subculture say certain things so that people don't really know what mm. we're saying in order to <laughs> it's it's power it's power mm. within our community and it's strength and it's it's a secret language honestly mm, i love it and it also makes it like super relatable to all of us around yeah. the world i would say like huh? yes <laughs> but yeah and then just on the same thread of like pop culture you know going into like you being used as a tool for democracy if you will um, so why have all the Bangkok queens come out uh, in support of the protests? Um, I think it was three days ago or something like that, uh, yeah, where all the drag um, queens came out. It's funny because when people, when, 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 you know, we decided to come out, lots of people, well, lots of people are against it and, um, you know, they have the right to be. And the thing is, we're not protesting for LGBT rights. We're protesting mm. for better human rights. Mm. Um, because it's not okay to be violent against students and kids with umbrellas and the government just basically splash water mixed with tear gas into the crowd. And mm. this is just inhumane on every single level. It's unimaginable. And this kind of violence that has been done to the people, I think it's just unacceptable in any type of level. If you have like half a brain you would have mm -hmm. to understand that it's not okay. So I think that's why a lot of people have been speaking out and, you know, people in the industry in terms of whether it's actors, um, actresses, or, you know, um, lots of people who literally are famous are okay with speaking out. And even they don't even care if they're going to be hired again because they're done, they're fed up and it's going to affect their work and, I think it's a risk a lot of us are willing to to fight for. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, of course, like everyone around the world, we are all, you know, in support of democracy. I would say it's a common human right that we all are after. Yeah. But yeah, how do you think people around the world can kind of do their part to help when we're not I in think, the country? I think if they're not in the country, it's very important for them to not stop talking about it, for them to research about it, for this to not go away. 
And I mm-hmm. think we are receiving a lot of um, empathy um, and understanding from people from overseas as well. And it's great to just share correct information and understand what we're going through because I think this is this should be a case study because you know there's many governments in the world and this might not be the last time something like this happens so mm-hmm. uh, if you think this is not okay then you speak out against it then it should not happen again in the future mm. Yeah, there's just something like real dystopian about being on the other side of a pro-democracy group, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and for then... Sure, uh, for sure. Mm, and this is absolutely also a very important question. Um, could you tell us about the beautiful butterfly mask you wore to the protest? Oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, the, the, the butterfly mask is actually a, a Thai designer. Mm. I, I really love his work and... I just wanted to be free and um, the life is something about the fact that we all just at the end of the day just want, you know, to not be persecuted for how we feel and what we say and shouldn't live under fear. Mm. Like, that's not okay. So I just wanted to wear that in support of a Thai designer, in support of what we wanted. And it's just fabulous in general. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can attest to that. Everybody on Instagram can. But yeah. I love uh, on that, Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, on that same note, okay, would you say that, you know, your opinions on politics is like uh, channeled through your style of dressing and your beautiful costumes and stuff? Um, I think drag has always been political. Mm. You know, even with the Stonewall Revolution, drag queens, drag queens just basically have a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. In order for them to just walk out of the house in heels and costume, that's basically, it's a big F you to society that says mm-hmm. that we should, boys should wear pants, girls should wear skirts. But that's not, that's not okay. You can wear whatever you want to feel powerful and you shouldn't let society tell you what to wear. And mm-hmm. so I think within that sense, drag queens themselves, um, if they use their art to channel how they feel, I think that in, in its right is political. Absolutely. It feels like, yeah. you know, our existence on the planet, you know, is just inherently political to be uninterested in politics. What do you think of those people who are kind of uninterested in politics, as they say? Um, I think I used to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. I I was just the person who would say, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to get involved. And then I was like, oh, my God, silence is violence because mm-hmm. you're a part of the problem. And I am just tired of being ignorant for so long i'm tired of just being a coward and one day i was like no i have to say something i have to use the voice the little voice that i have to stand up and for me to just say that and so many other kids who feel the same way as i do where it's just like we couldn't have this protest if you didn't come out you gave me the courage to come out and say something with us that meant the world to me because i'm sure there's so many other more people um, who are still afraid, and if they see what we do, maybe they'll start speaking out. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the people who don't say something is, you know, I'm not condemning them. I'm just mm-hmm. suggesting to people that they do have a choice, mm-hmm. that they can say something. And I wanted to say that that's a choice. And even if they don't say something, uh, that's not my choice. That is their choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, how do you think all of this will end? Oh, girl. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, girl. Uh, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is we're at that point where we're just hopeful. 
We're mm. really hopeful. And I think we're beginning to start having the conversation towards change. But then again, we never know what's going to happen. But we hope the world is watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And yeah, we are. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh, I can ask. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess just switch gears a little bit. Can we ask, what have you been up to? Besides owning um, and creating my own new club, um, mm-hmm. a dream that I've been having for 10 years to have a place um, after, you know, after my name, which is a house of heels where people just come and have a good time and their souls are healed. Like the, the person who walked in the door and walked out of the door is a completely different person because mm. you come and enjoy the best music, um, the best DJs, the best performances, and you leave all your troubles and stress at home. And I think that's, that's all you need in life. It's just a little bit of happiness. True debt. And in like in the year of Miss Rona, who's just not letting up. Oh, my God. We all just need a big break. Right. Mm-hmm. In that case. Yeah. And could you tell us about your big Halloween bash that we couldn't go to and are very upset about? But, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I miss Singapore so much. I have no Girl. idea. Like, all my friends are there. Like. It's like my second home, so Aww. I'm like, I can't wait for the skies to be opened and for this crazy uh, virus mm. to, you know, to have a vaccine. And mm-hmm. um, so the Halloween party is the first big concert that we're throwing on with Gambuciani, which is like a very famous, amazing Thai diva who's going to sing the house down. And so many drag performances is going to be featured that night. So it's going to be one of the best Halloween parties um, of the year. Of the year, and we're not there. Oh my god! I know. Oh, Miss Brown, are you There's a little bit? There's always New Year's. Okay, please, yeah. please open up the skies. I see that you know right. uh, we kind of have a mutual. Uh, what was that? The special tourist visa that Singaporeans can now get, but it comes with four billion and a half conditions. One of which oh, was, uh, says, "Like, oh my god!" Like I was just reading through the co- uh, conditions, and I'm like, "Okay, never mind." What are some of the conditions? <laughs> Oh, you can't be employed while you're there. So, like, I saw a publisher, oh. I don't remember which state, uh, describe it as a situation best for sugar babies and trust fund babies. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so great. Mm-hmm. I wish we wrote that, but we didn't. And we have to give them credit. Oh, that is so funny. Well, better find a sugar daddy soon, right? Uh-huh. If you want to come. Mm. Mm-hmm. Start up the Tinder app, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. But, yeah, Pan Pan, thank you so much for your time. I guess that's all mm-hmm. the time we have. But yeah, it was yes. really fun to hear, you know, a beautiful light in Thank all the darkness you. that is 2020. Oh, oh, and also for coconuts, um, mm-hmm. I think we are planning to shoot a pilot called Bangkok Queens really soon. Oh, ooh la la. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so keep a lookout on that because that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank, Thank you, you so Pan. much. Bye, okay. Pan Thank you so much for today. Thank you. I'll talk Thank to you, But yes, that was very insightful. Um, of course, we're just looking forward to more drag queens in the protest. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it just shows that, you know, democracy can be beautiful. It can be fabulous. And yeah. you. I think with, with Pangina, you can, every day is an exciting day. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's our show, Summer. Woo, woo, woo. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week for another exciting guest. Stay tuned. I don't even know who it is, but, you know, we'll all see. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be exciting. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for listening. 
If you'd like to support Coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories, you can become a Coco Plus member at coconuts.co slash membership, make a patron payment at coconuts.co slash patron, or buy a fresh merch at the Coconuts shop at shop.coconuts.co. Subscribe to the podcast and leave reviews. Tell us how you feel and what you like and don't like. We're excited to hear from you. And yeah, of course, I'm going to say something wrong. So like, you know, correct me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it ain't wrong, it's right. Eh. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does not make sense. The Coconuts podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by our journalists on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small. Designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. The Coconuts podcast is a Coconuts media production. Our hosts are Summer Lee and Vim Shanmugam. Our executive producer is Byron Perry. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez. And our editor is Rainer Lim. Hold up. 